Stokes Room 201, which is accessible by a single staircase at the back of Stokes, past the cafe, is locked. There is a trash bag sticking out of the bottom of the door, but that doesn't seem to have any relation to the event being planned tonight. I can draw an A to B line from this Trump rally in a bag of trash. <laughs> that might not go on the record. <laughs> Grace Morton, and that's Max Mondris and I checking out the room where an inclusive discussion is supposed to be held. The event was announced Saturday evening when flyers reading Trump 2020 appeared around campus. All right, uh, the event is supposed to start in 22 minutes. Uh, no one has yet arrived. Initial investigations led the clerk team to believe that this room did not exist. It does, in fact, exist. It's on the opposite side of Caps on the second floor of Stokes. Past that, we don't really know what to expect, and we're just waiting to see who shows up. After this initial investigation, we go back downstairs and meet up with Max Cox, who's here to photograph the event. We're waiting to see if anyone will head up the stairs to 201. So there seem to have been two people who were interested in the event and were looking for the room, and because this room is literally impossible to find, uh, they turned around and left. This is still right around 11 p.m. A few minutes later, a group of students arrive and head upstairs. Even with less than 20 people in the small hallway, it gets loud fast. But when I ask an attendee about his reasons for showing up tonight, everyone is silent. So you're here at the event tonight? Yeah, I am. What was sort of your intention in coming here? Um, there was free food. I remember I saw the flyer <laughs> on a floor in gum. I didn't know if it was real or not. But I was I, on one hand, I was like partly excited to like get free food at like this time of day because mm -hmm. there's like no one. So I was like, I guess we'll replace it. And then also like it'd be kind of interesting to see what like a Trump club meeting at Haverford would look like. So I was actually like actually interested in seeing if that was gonna happen or like what it would. I don't know who would be there per se. That was interesting in actually like seeing uh, how that would look at Hartford. People keep wandering in, cracking jokes, and leaving. <laughs> By 11:30, we all decide that no one is actually coming for the event. And the last few people hanging outside Stokes 201 head home. I just want to say, on the record, I'm very disappointed that there were no chicken wings or any other food because it's 11 p.m. Oh, it was upstairs, but. Do you guys want to give a statement to the clerk, though? They did not want to give a statement to the clerk. On the walk back to our dorm, Max, Max, and I start to really wonder what we're doing. Okay. And then, and then it can sort of be more like of a free-form sort of thing than like an article article, you know okay. what I mean? Yeah. So it's almost like three mini-articles contained within one page. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I like that. And Make I think- Stokes great again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can we, can we figure out an M-A-G-A acronym for our total, like our overall headline? Yes. Max and Max work out their plans for their parts of the article, and discussion turns to mine. 
It's a little podcast bit, right? It's like a mini uh, podcast. It's a little podcast bit. Honestly, the more we talk about it, the more I think it may have to be slightly larger than I'm uh, originally gave it credit for because I think it would be important to touch on some of this conversation that like we're having now. Yeah. About so like I got kind of I got kind of goofy audio in the building. Like I was taking it kind of seriously at first. I was because I thought there was a genuine chance that people might be there and be interested in talking. Mm-hmm. But you know, then so you everyone else showed up and framing the podcast is like do you have the like audio to frame it as a like little like investigative piece about like us going? I do. Cuz we yeah. like got that audio when we first came up and I do, and I, I think there's, I don't know, I think I would be interested in a segment that is on, like, what you have to consider when writing a piece like this that is kind of, it, it's, it's, parts of it are funny, but there's still people who have been hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think, I think the mood in that room tonight was really light, but because people realized I that there was wasn't. underscored by a, like. I think it's also saying that, like, the vast majority of the crowd that came out was, like, white. You know what I mean? Hello. Yeah, but I... Yeah, people who have the the security to ask. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go get mine. Where were you at the Trump rally? (laughs) Back in the dorm, we're left with the problem of writing a story about an event that, by some standards, never even happened. An invitation to a discussion that didn't exist. I think, um... The story isn't really the event, right? Because there wasn't an event that happened. Nobody, the hosts, or, um, yeah, I guess the hosts, they didn't arrive. Mm -hmm. So the story instead, it's this this discourse that is kind of underwriting this whole thing where it's political, but it's also social. And I think to accurately cover it, you have to kind of delineate separate aspects of the event. Mm-hmm. Because it, there's just, there's something to be said for the fact that this is something that happened and people did arrive at Stokes 201, although they weren't Trump supporters. Um, and I think there's something to be said that the Trump supporters didn't show up. So I just, I want to give every aspect of the story its due. And I think that this does speak to a greater issue on campus around like, we talk a lot about discourse. Like, there's a lot of discourse on discourse. I know that they had the, um, the talk series last year, which I wasn't here for uh, being a first year. But I, I think it's something to be said for, like, yes, it is, like, a quote-unquote joke, given a lot of the implications that it's had. It's hard to call it, like, a joke. But at the same time, there's this very real sense of, like, okay, you said you want a discourse. Where's the discourse, you know? Like... All right, with that said, um, I'm going to get editing. Max is working on writing right now, and Max is drawing on some of the photographs taken tonight. And so we will be putting all of this together within the next few minutes. Hours. (laughs) Hours, yeah. Realistically, hours. So now we're here. It's 3.21 a.m. I've been editing this 10-minute podcast for over three hours, and I've got a bit more time left since I'm still recording this outro. I don't know what conclusions to draw from this night, and I'm struggling to think of something to say that won't just echo what Max and Max have written. So here's our process instead. Why we're telling this story the way that we are. 
It's an attempt to balance tonight's comedy with the horror that lies just beneath. The justified fear of hurtful policies and rhetoric with the reality of a community who will show up to oppose those ideas even at 11 p.m. on a Monday. And maybe it's an invitation to a more genuine discourse in the future, one that is approached with good intentions. Thank you for listening, Haverford. my homework for my podcast class tomorrow and I just give him this instead. Uh, listen, sir. <laughs> this is real life. Yeah.